During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Welcome back to Screencast, everyone. Your number one show for all the news that we want to talk about today. My name is Nick Scarpino. I'll be your host uh, alongside the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. Hello. And, of course, producing and co-hosting today is Kevin the Big Dog Coelho. Sup, dudes? Together, all three of us make up the Screencast. Uh, and we're going to be talking about some fun stuff. I just came up with that one this morning. I and I it. could not wait to use it. <laughs> That's now the official name of just this trio. If Tim joins the group, we have to come up with a different name. Is of he course, gone? Tim hasn't done did the show we, in 74 we weeks. Discuss that he's just disappeared one day. He, I haven't asked him to host the show, um, but he oh, hasn't he offered either. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was going to actually bring him in today for any of that Disney Plus news um, that was happening. I guess they had a shareholders call, and he went through that on the podcast the other day. Yeah. But it was it was so much information that I was like, I don't know if I need to go over that again because really the top highlights are just Mulan news and, and they lost uh, a fuck ton of money. Disney movies. lost a shit ton of money. But guess what? Every major Hollywood studio is losing a shit ton of money. So. You can just that goes without saying. Uh, of course, we want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed. You are the man this month. We really appreciate that. And uh, we want to point you guys to our cool store. We have cool merchandise. If you want to go to kindoffunny.com slash store, you can check out all sorts of new stuff like our PS I Love You sweatshirt and the Super Party shirt, which are dope. Um, also, if you guys want to be a part of this show, don't forget you can go over to patreon.com. Uh, dot com slash kind of funny and back us at the one dollar tier or above uh five dollars get you a part of the show and at the platinum tier you get all sorts of cool stuff uh, i believe this month is a shirt yep. yes it's that's what cyberpunk i'm talking about the cyberpunk prints so, oh, wow well, i got that yeah, totally wrong i like how you went like this you're like nope you gave me a thumbs up but you were like you're totally wrong real close real real mm -hmm. close uh, of course, this show is also brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, HelloFresh, Honey, and Hymns. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, how you guys doing? Good so far. Great. Busy morning. <laughs> Busy morning. Running around, sweating super hard because I took the dog for a really longer walk than I want to, you know? When he says stuff like that, Joey, I was like, oh, he must be working really hard. And then he goes, nah, I just took the, the dog for a really long walk. <laughs> no, I am and working hard, some too. Laundry. Yeah, all the buttons going. Like, we have yeah. to end. Well, I guess the thing's at one. That's a good one. Did Andy yeah. do the uh, assets for that, too? I think he did. Ooh. He put something you're talking, in You're talking there. about the stream we're doing for the Fall Guys at one? No. Or no, two. No, that's the We're doing a PlayStation Much thing more at one. And then we're streaming Fall Guys at two. You guys have a whole day of kind of funny content. Congratulations. No, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Nick, can uh, you play Fall Guys? Because that game's great. No, I haven't. I, I looked at it. I saw Andy uh, playing it. He, he's ripped out some clips and put them online. So I've seen those clips. They look. It looks really fun. It looks like uh, Gang Beasts, but if the thing can actually control properly. No, Gang Beast controls for. really well. I don't know if you remember, but I am better than all of you a gang beast and i, I do which so is much. which is basically <laughs> just a um just a perfect perfect proof that the game controls 
like Perfectly. it shouldn't. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, the game controls like it was designed by a mad person, mm-hmm. and that's why I think it vibes very much with you. I'm not pointing, I'm not pointing two and two no, together. No, I get it. Four, but but two and two make four. You know what I mean? And you're there. But Joey and I play that game, and we go, I, we don't understand this. And then Kevin plays it, and he sees the fourth dimension. He's like, finally, somebody gets me. It's, it's time, guys. Or that's was it just love? Designed to hurt and annoy other that's players. A, that was an interstellar joke. <laughs> Oh great! Oh, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch Interstellar. Of course, if you guys are following along with us, we are doing two in review series. Um, one is uh, Nolan in review, where we just did. Inter- uh, excuse me, not Interstellar. Inception. We're going to be doing Interstellar next Tuesday, and of course, we're continuing our Studio Ghibli uh, in review next week with I think Princess Mononoke. Nope. No, it's nope. Kiki. Oh, this. I'm sorry. Tomorrow's right. Kiki. What's Tomorrow's next week? Kiki. Kiki. I've got. Oh. Porco Rosso. What is yeah, that? that's the one where it's like the pig guy. He's got a pig face. Man, he and makes he a lot flies of planes. Movies. I watched uh, Kiki last night, and, or yeah, yeah, yesterday, and uh, very, very pleasantly surprised by that movie. Of course, I shouldn't be surprised anymore by Miyazaki because everything the man and the studio does is awesome. Uh, Wait, quick cool. question, Nick. Sure. You ever watch uh, American Sweethearts with uh, Billy Crystal? Ooh. Julia Cusack? Roberts and yeah. uh, John Cusack. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Great movie. I hated yeah. it. Oh, what? Oh, it's so good. Every time I hear Kiki, I think of now you pooing as a teenager sure. with your grandma telling yeah. you to poo. My and... grandma may or may not. The story is evolving to the point where I'm a teenager. <laughs> and also, I, it's, it's we're only like a week away from it evolving to my grandmother being in the bathroom with me and like holding well, my hand. Oh, was she not? No, no, she was not. I could see she her holding your hand and like in my mind – you at 14 and your grandma is maybe 120 just you know and she, she just was, well you know how it rubbing, goes the grandmas just, are always old yeah like no just, matter what you go back and look at pictures from when like I, I used to look at pictures when i was like super young like a baby or like a toddler and my grandmother was holding me and i'm like oh she looks like a like a like a 45 50 year old 60 year old person but looks younger but in, when you're a kid yeah. you always think this person is 187 yeah. years old yeah they're so frail, but they give you the good chocolate. But Joe, one out of every three chocolates is super stale. Like you un you unwrap it and it's like white. But isn't that because the it's fun gone part? so bad? It's, it's bloomed, is what they say it in really the chocolate is. industry. Well, we used to uh, we used to go back into the cupboard and we'd we'd eat the juicy fruit that my grandma would have. She'd get she'd go to the Air Force Base. She'd buy like provisions for the next year. But if you got them in January, they were super fresh. But if December rolled around, you were gonna break your tooth off on a piece of that fucking juicy fruit. It was gonna be so hardcore. This gum. Just yeah. Gum. Just a stick of gum. You would go no, in no, no, and then no, you, no. you just, would go to bite it, and instead of it being malleable and yeah. like it just it, it folding, it would just snap. I've never had. And you'd be like, on me. "Oh, I hope that was the gum, not my teeth." Oh, mm-hmm. that's what you would hope. I know what you're talking about. Come oh, on, on, let's kick this show off with a little news over on the Live Wire. Um, this comes over from TheVerge.com, but everyone was reporting on it yesterday. Uh, Disney had their big shareholders call. And, and aside from losing a lot of money, uh, they are trying to figure out how to regain some of that. And their first step forward is, well, one of the first steps forward is releasing Mulan. Finally, it's coming. Uh, the, the Disney live action adaptation of Mulan will be released on Disney Plus on September 4th for $29.99. The company announced, of course, that is in addition to the $6 and some change that you have to pay for Disney Plus as well. Uh, we're going to be doing, we're probably going to be watching this and talking about it a lot. So I have to watch this, unfortunately. How do you guys I feel see, about unfortunately, this? Unfortunately, the, the Mulan animated movie is phenomenal. And a lot of the magic has been taken away with the songs missing. 
and Mushu the dragon probably not in there because they're going with a slightly more realistic thing, even though they have like magic and a woman that maybe turns into a falcon. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen the trailer. I'm confused. I'm confused if you're trying to sell me on this or if you just got on my side. I think because I just you got on your side. Yeah. <laughs> you like, why would you not want to watch this? Everything I love about the animated movie is not in it. So you've gone. Um, it's not. It's just I, not. Mulan is just not one of my favorite Disney movies. Sure. I, I've always talked a lot of shit about it. It's not I, bad. I just don't mm, remember it being I, super impactful. I don't impactful think that you've me. seen it in a long time. Or I mean, I know I haven't it. seen it in a long time. I watched yeah. it when I was when it came out. Yeah. The first time, and I was like, Which, I don't like this movie, so I'm not going to watch it again. You probably were at the movie theaters, went for a smoke break, probably missed a really cool song. So I don't think I was. Well, I may have been smoking yeah. back then, but it was yeah. definitely in my teenage years that this came out. I have to imagine. Didn't you say you what started smoking when you were 13? No, it's in the 90s. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, that's my teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. I just went right to that. My bad. Mulan. Mulan. Original. Isn't what? What's the original release date? I guess I'm not good at guessing dates. 1998. Oh damn, that was my guess. Oh yeah, yeah. So I would have been 18. 18, yeah. When this movie came out. So, yeah, but do you course, really think you were going to go see Mulan at 18? Yeah, I saw. Joe, it. it was 1998. They didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, there was no internet. I'm sure there he went and he was like, "I'm gonna watch the Godzilla trailer." No, I mean, I rem- I saw everything in theaters back then. I used to, I still love going to movies, but it's I used to so cool. even more so. That's all we were doing. God, I, I was in Riverside, California, and it was just it was just going to movies and yeah. I mean, I saw everything. I mean, I, you know, this was back also when there wasn't like a billion movies coming out. It was, hey, Mulan's out. What else is out? Nothing. <laughs> we're gonna watch on TV. Whatever's on TV. That's pretty much it at this point, or whatever's on HBO. But we'd already worked our way through all those HBO movies. Man, this might like 1998 was still when we were like figuring out how like DVDs worked. Like those were just hitting the scene in eight in 98. Yeah. So it was a simpler time back then, Joe. Um, but obviously, I watched this and I was like, it was fine. You know, Eddie Murphy is the dragon. Um, what was it? Ming Na is that? That's Ming. That's the name of the actress that played the original Mulan, right? That did the voice for it. It's good. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But I mean, you're also coming off of like the best era of Disney movies. Like with Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and all yeah. those movies, and Lion King the, finishing the end it up. Of the so, like, I think right? I I want to say that the Lion in my brain, Lion King was the movie that came out right before. Like that was the the Disney movie that came out before Mulan, and I was like, you can't, you're not gonna fucking top Lion King. Come on, come on. The one Who that came out Disney? before Mulan was Hercules. Don't say Hercules. Oh, God, oh my God, Hercules terrible. is so good, and it's crazy that you don't like it. Uh, also, super good. Nick, just as a side note, your so camera boring. is coming in extremely choppy, and you're off sync. Like you're like mm. a full two seconds behind whatever you you're saying versus your camera. All right, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey, how much do you miss going to the movies? Because like, when I literally talked to Gia about this yesterday, we used I to miss go so movies. much. We used to go multiple times a week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now we haven't gone in months. Months. I miss I miss all of it. Then I feel like it's going to be a while before we do this again. I think so, too. Well, on September 4th, you guys can all get together. And for $30, you can watch live action Mulan. And I'm sure we'll talk about it. We'll probably review it to some degree, if not do a little bit of run up uh, up to it. Uh, that'll be good. Um, I feel like... It's not, it's- it's not. It's not like I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna watch. Like I'll watch the movie. It's sure. not like I'm gonna like go in like negative. It's just I was. I didn't really intend to see the the new one. Well, I guess we did. We were gonna. We were gonna probably see it in theaters anyway. I'm just yeah. not that excited for. But hey, it's something to watch, and that's all you can ask for. I feel like uh, this is kind of a bummer that it's like, 
I this was slated to be one of Disney's biggest movies of the year, and with that, like, it's it's just kind of sad that a movie with this much diversity uh, is not going to get a chance to like hit big in the movie theaters, you know. Uh, and uh, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's weird that. Um... Actually, I don't know if they're doing this or not, but I guess they're not releasing it in China, right? Because there's a lot of theaters in China that are currently open and, like, around the world that are open. So I'm wondering why if they're not doing that Well, didn't at all. China – well, no, so I haven't kept I up on, on this news, but I remember China opened their movie theaters, and, like, three weeks later, they closed them back down. They were like, our bad. That's worth, I, think they're, I think they're open again because uh, yeah. the next news story comments on that um, tenant uh, is set for a Chinese release. This comes from Deadline. This is the Christopher Nolan's highly anticipated tenant has been set for a September 4th release date in China. This will come on the heels of Warner Brothers launching the event pictures rollout to, uh, to host to a host of offshore markets beginning August. Um, what's happening? How the fuck did that happen? weird sorry uh beginning august 26th and in the u.s in select cities on uh september 3rd so it looks like they're trying to put as many movies in whatever theaters are open as possible but some theaters seem, that seem to be open i've read one report saying that um obviously tenants going uh, the chinese market has a two-hour maximum like a limit on movies oh, wow. and go beyond it because it's like two hours four minutes something like that yeah that's because of covid standards so they, right. they don't want people sitting in theaters longer than two hours which Seems like if you're at two at the two hour mark, twenty four more minutes is that really going to make a difference? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist and or a doctor, even though I pretend to be one sometimes online. Um, Do so you? I don't I don't know. Well, on these podcasts, yeah, sometimes I'll just be like, here, here's what's wrong with your foot, Kevin. Take your shoe off, lay on your back. I'll show you. Um, that was a really so, good yeah. transition into your joke, by the way. I know that was I very know. impressive. I'm the, best. I'm the best there ever was. So yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know what's well, going on with that. It's so interesting to me that, I mean, it makes sense that it's tied to your Disney Plus subscription because if they have this platform, why would they not use it? Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it works. I feel like I read something yesterday that says that if you rent it at the $30 price point, then you keep it as long as your Disney Plus subscription is active. Is that correct? Ah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I don't know because they're doing. They're saying it's a. It's a. It'll be available for thirty. Let me actually see if there's specifics on that. Let's go to it, Joe. This. Uh, let's read the whole story I, here. I don't I mean, see I anything. This, I was gonna say. I think this is a brilliant move, just in the sense that, like, what the um, the movie that came out, Trolls, World, whatever it was called, uh, World, World Tour, I think. I mean, they, uh, what, Universal put that out, and they were like, right. uh, we made a fuck ton of money. Like, this worked really well. They had problems yeah. afterwards with, like, the actors being like, oh, no, we're supposed to get cuts of stuff, and, like, it's supposed to have a theatrical release. Yeah, because they, get, they get points on that. Yeah, they're kind of screwing us on that. But, um... Joe, here's that point that you were talking about. Uh, the company told Insider that $30, the $30 acts as a purchase as long as people subscribe to Disney+. Plus, They'll be able to access the film. That's kind of insidious. I'll tell you that right now. Does it? Yeah, Why? Because if I buy a movie, I should have access to it no matter what. And that they're saying basically you have access to the movie, but you have to continue to pay $6.99 a month to have access to that movie. That's kind of ridiculous. I wonder how many people are tied into multi-year agreements with Disney+. Plus Because I've got Disney+, Plus for the next two and a half years. Because they, they had that deal where it was like 30% cheaper if you just got three years of it. No, I get that, but at yeah. the same time, if you're if Disney's if this this is an interesting trend, if people are going to release on their platforms, um, like if Warner Brothers just wants to release a movie where we have to pay extra on top of like HBO Max, 
to be able to watch a new film, but you always have to have HBO Max to access that. Now, granted, I'm saying this from a person who has bought multiple, multiple movies across multiple platforms and forgot he bought them. I believe so you've also rented them like the same movie multiple well, times. Oh, I've yeah. rented. I think at one point we were going to go back. I think I wanted to go back and watch like Batman v Superman or something like that. And I was about to click rent on it. And then I was like, wait a minute. A, it's probably on a platform that I have, which granted now it's on like HBO Max. But like I was like, I think I bought this and i found it on the playstation store i had purchased it for some dumb reason the extended edition with you <laughs> because it was the only place i could find it back in the day when yeah, i needed it sure. and i was like oh i'll just buy it here or whatever because <laughs> you know they do that thing for the longest time where you're like every week you check back and you're like is it available to rent and they're like no it's actually even more expensive now for some reason you got to buy it and you also have to buy the whatever yada 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 but so here's the thing with the mulan we're renting it right and it just hasn't well, no, the, the way this verbiage is, is it acts like a purchase. As long as people subscribe to Disney Plus, they'll be able to access the film. Uh, it seems like non-subscribers can pay $30 for the film as well. Oh, okay. So I guess non-subscribers can pay, but let's see. The Virgin Mother doesn't confirm. Oh, that's... They haven't, conf- they haven't confirmed how that's going to work just yet. It doesn't look like. Because right now, for most of these uh, early release movies, you rent them for $24 or $20 or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, if this is you're renting it for thirty dollars, but it's also as long as you have the membership, you can rewatch it. Eventually, it's going to roll over to um, just it's normal Disney home. Plus, right? Well, so you it pretty, essentially yeah, this purchase just there. acts as like an early access kind of thing of like yeah, if you pay thirty dollars, you get it however much earlier than normal subscribers get it. Yeah, but that would be like months earlier, right? Exactly. There's no, there's yeah. no way they're going to put this out in. You know, uh, when is this supposed to? Sorry, when is this supposed to drop? I mean, what, uh, September fourth, and then like two weeks later, it's going to be for free on Disney Plus. Like this is going to be the same with Trolls. I think Trolls World World Tourists. I don't know what the price point on that still is, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty high. Um, I think it was. I mean, I can check. 30? Did it drop down finally for a rental? Because for a couple months, it was like the only movie that was out that was new, and so it was like, ugh. like I got it was like that, and it and was I'm that like, one with uh, Betty Gilpin, where like the only two of the Hunters movies. or Hunted. The hunt, correct. Every single time it was, I, I would check to see if there was any new movies out. It was this delightfully colorful picture of trolls, and then Betty Gilpin <laughs> with, a, with like her face beaten in and blood splatter. No, yeah. You, yeah. so right now you can rent World Tour for six dollars most places. Okay, so it did go to it did go to rentals. Yeah, and then you yeah, can buy it for thirty. I don't know. I yeah, think this, this is, is a... interesting, and I have a feeling they're going to make a f- a lot of money. And I'm very curious. If they make a lot of money, there's a good chance that I think that we're going to see um, the Marvel movies in here. You know? You mean like Black Widow? Yeah, that's what I meant. Black Widow, that's the word. Yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely going to be – This is they're not confirming it, but this is definitely a low-key test bed to see how well one of these big temple movies does – uh, coming to streaming, and I'm you got to you got to imagine they're trying to hemorrhage the bleeding to some degree, and be like, hey, let's get let's get Black Widow out as soon as possible. But that's a bigger one too. It's just weird to me that they wouldn't try to figure out some strategy for release for this, given that some theaters are open. But I guess you know it's a tenants news, like the same thing as like you just that that that's been thrown around so much and, and delayed <sighs> twice already, and people are like, what the hell is going on with it? That it's just it, you can't really hedge your bets. At a certain point, I, if I were an executive, I'd be like. I'm obviously you're going to do a cost benefit analysis and you're going to lose some money, but I'm like, let's get all these fucking films out now. Let's just do it. I feel like tenants news is kind of a heartbreaker because what's his face? Uh, Nolan really wanted this one to be in theaters. Like he kept talking about how important it was. And yeah, I mean, he loves, he loves things to be in theaters. You know, he's a, he's a filmmaker and he wants people to see him on the big screen, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and that's how that goes. It's true. 
It's not good. Um, no more news stories, but I did want to talk to you guys about Ellen uh, uh, DeGeneres. Have you guys seen any of the news in the, in the last like couple months that's been coming out about Ellen and the work, the toxicity of her workplace and kind of how she's kind of mean to people? <laughs> the Ellen thing to me is so interesting because she's built this entire like positivity brand. Yeah. Right. But when you look at some of the stuff that she does on her shows, it is like kind of mean of like the way that she like always like scares celebrities and stuff like that. It's like, I guess like now it's with this really different funny, lens, you know, no, I totally get that. It's funny, but it's like, Oh, I wonder how the guests off camera react to that kind of stuff. So like, there's a couple, there's a couple, there's a couple like sort of dimensions on top of all of all of the actual right. like, uh, not cast, but crew. The the crew, yeah, her, her production team and her company so, basically having I, issues with the workplace environment being sort of toxic and, you know, enduring some sexual harassment and racism and homophobia. Um, oh, it, it just seems like it, it, it – to me, the story is like twofold. One is like is Ellen the person and how she treats people in normal in everyday life different than how she's portraying herself online as the quote-unquote Ellen positivity brand and then the other side of that is has that then trickled down into her production company and at the executives at the top level are they allowed to just be sort of mean to people and create an environment that's just not very pleasant to work in uh, and driving people out of it those Wait. seem to be the two main problems that were that that people are having with her yeah so I'm 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 not familiar with any of this Ellen news I saw that like I saw some stuff about her. I thought her show was like I thought she was stepping down, but like so that's the rumor and, now. But yeah. that's the like rumor now is that she in. might be stepping down, and that they were someone was saying James Corden might be coming in to to oh. quote unquote replace her. But then there's also a news story that came out that said they're coming back like next week. So I don't know if you know just a quick some quick timeline. Uh, a lot of the news kind of broke in the last couple months. Uh, it started with uh, a Dutch beauty blogger named uh, named Nikki De Jager goes by nikki tutorials who said that she went to the oh, yeah. generous show and she was like it was not there. a fun environment to be in apparently they were she found everyone to be cold and kind of rushed through and by the way that's not necessarily so that alone i'm like okay i get it like maybe it was just a very you know a, 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 an intense production day for everyone apparently the jonas brothers were there too so you've got a lot of high level celebrities there and maybe you're just not getting treated or coddled as much as you're no normally used to um you know it is production so like sure it, it, people don't necessarily have to be nice to you per se if you're coming in to just do a show it is a job after all uh, but then it's backed up by a lot more stories of other celebrities who are like yeah she's kind of a dick uh including uh there's the famous interview i guess that that kind of set a lot of this in motion which was yeah. the dakota johnson interview where ellen was <laughs> like hey i didn't get invited yeah she's like i didn't get invited on air she was like i didn't get invited to your um to your birthday party and dakota johnson's like yeah you did because last year you made such a big deal about it. And you made me feel really bad about it that I made sure that I told your producer to invite you. And he did. And you didn't show up. And then they just stare at each other. <laughs> this is really awkward. Okay, yeah. Where'd you go? We lost your camera. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm working on a solution. Sorry. I don't know. It just keeps cutting out. Give me a second. I mean, you guys uh, keep Okay. Something that's interesting, too, that I feel like I've heard kind of going back even further is that, like, there's, like, Ellen doesn't let her crew, like, talk to her or address her like if you're at a certain level which on like a production Baller. standpoint if you're in the middle of a show i can understand not wanting to get stopped by everybody but like sure in a normal like if you're working on pre-production when you're not recording live that seems so a little bit kind of crazy so if you remember there was a memo that went around a while back <clears throat> that steve harvey had the same issue oh, that's right where maybe i'm just getting them confused but 
no, no, you're not. You're not. Okay, uh, there are stories in here of her of people like being told radio hosts being told, don't look at her in the eye. Don't 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 address okay. her. She's just coming into the show. Don't try to get to know her or any of that stuff. Not, so she does. No, she does come off as kind of cold. But um, she there. So the, there are those stories. So you're not wrong about that. Joe. But um, I don't know. If you remember a while back, Steve Harvey came out of fire, too, because he basically sent an email around to all of his cast and crew yeah. or like basically yeah. everyone that worked for him being like don't talk to me if you see me in the hallway i'm trying to get in the mood for the show i'm trying to get my shit together and people keep coming up to me like wanting to be my friend for career advancement or whatever and like you know they, they want to get to know him because he's the main dog of the show and he was like i don't want to fucking talk to you i'm trying to do my job you do your job that, and everyone was like, now it sounded really mean he was yeah. like yeah let me dial that back a little bit he apologized and was like this is not what i meant what i meant was like please don't interrupt me when i'm when I'm walking through the hallway, like I'm trying to get someplace, my, I'm very, very, very busy and everyone keeps stopping to talk to me because I'm Steve Harvey and obviously should be in every movie that kind of funny casts. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like that's an interesting place because like I like there are talent that require that extra like, hey, it, before we do a show, like don't talk to me about anything but the show, you know, and it's so it's like yeah. it is a delicate line of like, well, some yeah. people require that. I. Huh? Well, well, don't so look at like, me in the eyes. Yeah, but I mean, it's like different. they're also doing a much bigger show. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm not trying to stand up for Steve Harvey or Ellen, but it is just one of those things that, like, man, the way you put out a message matters so much. Where it's like there's a polite and nice way to do that. You know? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, that's the thing too. Is like, it, it, the, but that's not. It doesn't sound like that's what we're talking about. But yeah, if your process, like, because I've worked with like comedians who don't want to hang out before the show. Um, and it's not like a rude thing. They're just like, I'm trying to get in the headspace yeah. of going out there to do like an hour. And this is no disrespect to anyone, but I'm just going to go sit in the corner and like chill and go over my set in my head. And like, I don't want to, you know, my, my comfort levels, I want to go in and like part of the fun is it. I mean, I don't have to do like eight minutes on stage. Duh. And it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't matter. Cause they're not here for me. So like, I like to go in and like party with everyone and get to know everyone, but that's not their process. And I, I respect that. That's not what this sounds like. This sounds like Ellen's just sort of like, reveling in the fact that she's a high level celebrity yeah, sorry this and... is all still new to me so i'm no no no, no that's okay what we got here no no no. i mean and again this a lot of this like a lot of the stuff that came out originally was from uh i think there was a comedian named i have it written down here justin t porter who just tweeted out and was like hey i want give me the mean uh, the, the the story about ellen that where she's being the meanest to you or like he just wanted bad stories about ellen like being kind of mean to people and he said for every story i'll match for like two dollar donation to like a to a charity and i guess he got over two thousand responses my first thing was like you fucked up because now you got to put four thousand dollars in a charity but second of all um a lot of the stuff that people were saying like it's obviously twitter you can't really yeah you know you got to take it with a grain of salt who the hell knows maybe you you catch you caught ellen on a random day when she was yeah. trying to you know have lunch and she was mean to you because she just wanted her privacy but then there's a lot of other stories of like the food servers being like she, you know she tried to get me fired because i had a chipped nail and she found that disgusting which was like you're like oh fuck and wrote a letter to management for that you are like that's kind of ridiculous and then of course another, a former bodyguard of hers uh, on the oscars and that she was just basically really cold and kind of demeaning toward him um and while i can kind of you kind of look at like well you can't be a hundred percent like heartfelt and like get to know every single person around you when you're at that high level um this does sort of paint her as not necessarily the person that she's putting out into the public which i think is why people are having this this big of a backlash response to it is that yeah. fair to say joey I think so. Uh, the thing that I found most interesting was seeing people like in our circles talk about it. Cause like Autumn fr formerly from Sugar Pine 7 now at Inside Gaming was tweeting <clears throat> a few days ago or weeks ago that like 
Ellen is the worst kept secret in the entertainment industry in terms of working for her. Right. And like people and um, Edward Stockwell, who used to run social for Rooster Teeth, said this something along the same lines of like, oh, every like it's funny to see this blow up because everybody in entertainment knows this about working on that show, that it's notoriously awful. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's so, so much so that that uh, I think it's Warner Brothers that that uh, that runs the show has launched. Warner Media has launched an investigation into it, and I think at this point they've uh, a few of the higher level um, executive producers are have been asked to leave. And so there is, and, and Ellen herself uh, went ahead and issued a statement saying, "As we've grown exponentially, I've been I've not been able to stay on top of everything uh, and relied on others to do their jobs." as they knew I'd want them to do. Clearly some didn't, that will not, that will change. And I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. Um, and then she came under fire from that, from people like Brad Garrett, who was like, hey, that's cool. But everyone knows that when you're running a show like this, that shit starts at the top. So like trying to push, push off the responsibility of, you know, issues that are happening in the workplace um, on a show that has your name on it is not necessarily the best look, especially since a lot of people, you know, a lot of other celebrities are saying like, you know, they've had similar experiences where she's just kind of like not very pleasant to be around. Um, of course, there's other celebrities that have come out. It's worth noting, like Aston Kutcher, Katy Perry and, and, and uh, you know, her wife, Portia Rossi, who have spoken out and been like, no, she's treated like every time I do the show, it's great. And so I'm wondering, I'm like, I wonder if you just have to be high level, like Ashton Kutcher or the Jonas Brothers yeah. to get your own, you know, to get a little bit of, uh, of, of, of coddling once you go into the doors. I feel like those people speaking out against it is actually hurting her case more in the sense of like, oh, so you're like, this isn't just how you are unilaterally across the board. It's just, right. just there's, you just treat well, people differently. Right. I'll be honest with you. Like, so I read the, the first, the first uh, encounter that, that, was negative that popped up was from that beauty vlogger who is Dutch and I'm not familiar with her, but just reading some of the quotes from what she talked about. I'm like, it doesn't sound like it was uh, like she was, she walked in and was had a traumatic experience. It just sounds like she wasn't, nobody cared about her being there. And, and you know, the Jonas brothers were there and they obviously cared about more, which is, you know, no shocker considering this is Hollywood and people obviously want to be a part and associated and take care of the, the the highest star i'm not saying it's the right thing to do but she complained about not having access to her own private toilet and i was like okay there's levels to this where like you know you are you know you're a, you're a high level youtuber but like if you have to walk down the hallway to go to the restroom like that's not necessarily the worst thing i've ever heard of someone being mistreated but then of course that was sort of the the, the initial thread that once got pulled uh, a lot of people have some you know a lot of bad stories working there and just feeling like they've been horribly mistreated and and you know had to leave just based off the fact that they were like man this this environment is just not good um and it's mostly to do with the executive producers it turns out um but also ellen just seems to be not very cool either i don't know yeah it's interesting that this is all coming out too after at the beginning of corona yeah. um the first well, thing that started with all of the like vagueness and her whole crew getting paid so it just seems like they're taking a lot of hits on a lot of yeah. different levels right now. So there's that. There's the fact that Ellen put that joke out saying, like, this is like being in jail. And everyone's like, well, it's a, it was a funny joke, I thought. But I'm, I'm obviously, like, people are very sensitive to celebrities trying to make light of the situation when you're sitting in your, like, $40 million palatial estate. Um, so it's not necessarily the same. You know, there's there's definitely differences between her and, and probably the common person who's going who's out of work and can't pay their rent. Uh, for sure. But then also there was some blowback she got as well because she's not using union crew to shoot the stuff that she's doing. So prior yeah. to going on hiatus, there was like, she was like, nah, we're just getting like random freelancers to come by and like set up a camera and shoot because why the hell would I pay 
union rules, but then the union's like, hey, you can't do that. You're a union show. It doesn't matter if we're yeah. shooting on a lot or somewhere else. Um, and so that has been a little bit mismanaged. And then I think you're right, right? Like if Jay Leno comes out and speaks in in um, in favor of Ellen, does that hurt her case? Because Jay Leno is a multi, multi, multi millionaire, and you yeah. know, I mean, Christ's sake, he has a he has a show that just showcases each week one of his cars, of which he has thousands of cars. You know, so it's like I don't I don't know if that's necessarily doing it, but and then the other the other side of the coin though that I find is interesting is that this is Ellen we're talking about. And so, like, it's it's interesting trying to divorce. I don't think it's possible to divorce like the feedback that people have given about her from like the person that she was in the '90s and like and what she's done for the LBGT community. You know, it's it's just so weird to see like people trying to tear her down now. Where I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a weird gray area in there for me. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, like the gazelle is injured. Everybody's going in for kind of the attack. Yeah. Exactly. Because- but I don't know. I digress. Um, more to the story, obviously, if you guys want to check it out, that it's everywhere. The timeline that I got, um, if you want to see a full timeline for it, is over on insider.com. If you look over there, there's sort of a timeline that that uh, goes through all the stuff and kind of brings it up to speed, um, including a, a link to an article. This is the cringiest celebrity interviews on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, I should also note, I've never once watched the Ellen DeGeneres show, um, and I don't have a dog in this fight. I just hope but that... Uh, you've seen the clips of... Um... What's her name? I like. What's Belle? What? No, damn it. The girl that really likes sloths. That's a Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Like you've seen the clips of her when they bring out sloths. Every yeah, time? of course. Those are, of course. Those are phenomenal. God. Those are phenomenal. Yeah. I hate and I, like, I guess they... The videos yeah. when she sends her producers to like Universal Horror Nights and stuff like that to go it's through the mazes people. are super funny. Very funny. Yeah, I wonder. So I guess the question that I have is that, I mean, I just feel like this is one of those instances where it's going to be interesting to see. Do you think she needs to leave the show? I I don't know. That's a hard one, right? uh, (laughs) Yeah. I think it's going to be really, really hard for her to come back unless she makes some major statements, changes, a lot of stuff. And it's kind of a matter of whether or not she is prepared to do that we will see based off of her apology already it does not seem so because <laughs> that no that's definitely one of those apologies that's like i'm apologizing without taking any real responsibility for this i mean it says she is taking responsibility for it but but the the verbiage in that is like the most benign uh, you know sterile way you could possibly talk about something so we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. Although some people are saying, a lot of people in the comments or in the chat rather are saying that like James Corden has, is sort of another one of those kept secrets where he's kind of mean to people as well. It turns out that that's Which the rumor around like, the rumor mill. Who wants him to come replace her? It's he also just, not, I mean, things. it wouldn't be the same show, right? The Ellen show. Yeah. Is Ellen. Right. You can't yeah, replace Ellen. Ellen. You can't replace Oprah. Replace you can't Oprah. replace any of these icons with anyone else, even though James Corden, no disrespect to him. He's, you know, he's a, he's a, a huge celebrity in his own right. I just don't think that's, it's just not going to be the same show. At that point, you're not. You're not replacing him, or you're not replacing Ellen. You're just making a new show. Yeah, right. right. Can't, you can't Even replace the show called show. Ellen if you don't have Ellen on it. You know. I digress, ladies and gentlemen. I want to take a break before we get to the the back nine of this show, where we're going to talk about the Nick list and some other stuff we've been watching. Uh, before we do that, I want to give a little shout out to our sponsors. The first of which is Hello 
fresh. Uh, get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. Uh, over 90% of ingredients from HelloFresh are sourced directly from growers to ensure the freshest recipes are delivered to your door. HelloFresh offers uh, fresh, high-quality ingredients every week for a super flavorful experience. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes each week. HelloFresh offers so many recipes to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut. You'd be crazy not to try it. I put that last part in. I just like saying stuff like that. HelloFresh offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Uh, they have pre-portioned ingredients, uh, which means there's less prep for you and less food wasted, which is very important in this time. Uh, keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread or uh, to your weekly order. Uh, you guys have heard us talk about this. Um, Oh, HelloFresh has a uh, is giving back to the community as well. They're committed to uh, to giving back. HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever, and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe. HelloFresh has donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019, and this year has stepped up their food donations amid the coronavirus. Uh, of course, you guys have heard us talk about this. Tim and Gia love HelloFresh. Well. Gia loves HelloFresh cooking. Tim likes eating it. Uh, one of the things he's looking forward to is a mozzarella stuffed Little Italy burgers uh, with grilled tomato, uh, potato al forno, and arugula salad. That sounds fantastic, and I can't wait to hear all about it because, uh, Kevin, we've been saying this for years. We never get invited for dinner. I they want, just won't I do want it. some of it so bad. Uh, here's how you guys can take advantage of this. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80morning and use code 80morning to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 80morning and use that code 80morning to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Uh, next up, we got Honey. Listen, we all shop online a lot, and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupons is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech uh, and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine, here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping online on one of your favorite sites. But when you check out uh, Honey, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is apply click coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Uh, Kevin, you and, and and Tim have used Honey for years. In fact, you guys actually used Honey before they even started sponsoring the show. 100%. Uh, has, has it saved us money? Oh, my God. It saved the company a bunch of money. Joey always uses it really intelligently to do prints and I stuff do. like that. It finds us cool discounts, which is there great. It is. I do. Uh, speaking of discounts and savings, Honey has found over uh, 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Uh, if you're not already using Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free to install in a few seconds. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Here's how you take advantage of it. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com slash morning. Start saving. Uh, last up, we have a brand that's near and dear to my heart and my head. Uh, we have Hims, a wellness brand for uh, for men and women. Now, uh, let's see. Here's here's what they're here's what we're talking about today, guys. Uh, obviously, I, me and Andy use Hims for our hair. Uh, I'm taking Finestride. 
that they offer. You go online. It's very, very simple. Uh, there's no doctor visits, any of that stuff. You just you answer some questions, send some pictures in, and they prescribe you uh, the medication. But today, uh, we're talking about a slightly different issue, and thankfully one that I don't have personally. But I could see being right around the bend for me because uh, 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle for not being able to get maintain an erection. That's something we all look forward to, isn't it, guys? That's um, I'm being facetious. Uh, check out hymns, and you could discover the tiny pill worthy of a big celebration. For hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair for uh hair loss skin care uh sexual wellness for men uh hymns connects you with real life doc- licensed doctors and fda approved pharmaceutical products to treat ed these are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat ed prescription solutions backed by science and made more affordable see results where other treatments fall short stop worrying about multiple in-doctor visits no painful injections oof uh, like other treatments, it's very, very easy. All you do is answer a few questions about your medical history and chat with the doctor for a confidential review. If approved by the doctor, products are shipped directly to your door. Uh, being your best means performing your best. And guess what, guys? They're saying this is erectile without the dysfunction. You got to you gotta love that. Here's how you can check this out for yourself. Try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. Forhims.com slash KFMS. Prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost you hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's forhims.com slash KFMS. All right, everyone. Now it's time to talk about what we've been watching. What have you guys been watching? Let me pull up my handy dandy list. Oh, I want to talk about the boys. Oh. I watched through the entire season of the boys season one. Season one. Okay. I was going to say season two is not out yet. Not Uh, not out yet. What did you think about it? Holy crap. It's so good. Good, right? So originally I was like, meh, superhero. I don't care about bad superheroes, whatever. It's just going to be dumb like Suicide Squad or whatever. No, don't say that. I don't know. That's That's what, that was where my brain went to. I know, that's where my brain went to. What I didn't understand and what I appreciate now, and I don't know that you guys are going to understand this analogy. I'm hoping someone out there listening will. The movie Josie and the Pussycats is all like very meta about like how the music industry is like manipulating people. And this Mm -hmm. show is pretty much that, but superheroes. I was like, damn, this is like one of my favorite structures. And I really like this. Uh, Oh, yeah. Jack Quaid, so good. So good. I've never been like a huge Carl Urban fan. Not that I don't like him. I just don't know a ton of his stuff. Uh, But he's so good in it. Uh, I mean, everybody's incredible. The guy that plays uh, the main guy, Commander. Oh, Oh, the guy that plays Homelander? Yeah. Homelander. I forgot that guy's name. He's He's great. Something Star, right? His last name's Star. Anthony Star? Yeah, that sounds right. right. Maybe. Um, Uh, obviously, um, Elizabeth Shue in the first season is phenomenal. So yeah. um, and the supporting cast is great. And I think this is one of those things where as as you watch it, obviously the show has a, a purpose to it and it's got a sharp edge to it, which I think is important, but also has just a wonderful cast that supports it, that really elevates it. Um, I want to give a shout out also to, to, I think his name is Laz Alonzo, who was the bad guy in Fast and Furious 4, but is also <laughs> yeah. is like the best friend slash like kind of the heavy Mother's in this. Mother's Milk, yeah. Yeah, he's so good That's in an it. Interesting um, name and he, for and, a character. 
It's fantastic. Yeah, who would ever use that? Those are. I don't know. Together. I don't know. Oh we've let that one. We've let that one drop by the wayside. We should bring that one back. Uh, Joe, I'm glad you're watching that. Yeah, this is one of those where I started watching it with Dee, and she was like, "Oh God, it's going to be another one of those like, yeah. you know, Umbrella Academy or sort of, you know, they're trying to do something new, but really it's just kind of the the same old, same old show How you've seen on, you talk bad on about Netflix." Uh, I made it through half an episode, and I'm like, "This, I'm not watching this, this show." But the boys is very, very different, and I think, yeah, Joe, to your point, the strength of it is the commentary. That's that that's yeah. you know, run the through line throughout the show is that the corporate greed and what would it be like if these things were real? Well, they would be a corporate product right they'd be commoditized yeah. they'd be and what i love is that they're doing move they're like they're real life superheroes but they're also doing movies and they're doing yeah, like tv so and they're doing like guest yeah. appearances on like on like talk shows like ellen not not to call back to our earlier topic but there it is <laughs> yeah if you're not watching the boys it's it's definitely great and i think season two is right around the corner so definitely yeah. catch up right yeah. now. next month or so very um i'm so i'm because i had seen the previews for season two and this uh, actress, Aya Cash, is in, one of the main leads in You're the Worst. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of and She's in, coming into season two, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be uh, one of the seven or whatever. And you can. So, right. yeah. And so I'm now that I've watched all of the boys, I was like, oh, now I'm, like, really excited to see her in this role. Because I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. I was planning on watching along with Andy because he did a twitch prime watch along on his on his twitch channel this weekend mm -hmm. so i watched three episodes and then i had a bounce um so i um was trying to catch up and watch like the one more episode so i could catch up with sure. them to watch the last four and then um it was four o'clock in the morning and i had watched all of them <laughs> Nice. It's it's that kind of show. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it does show. go very quickly. How long yeah. are each episode? Are they like it's like an hour. Yeah, yeah, they're, no, like, they're, they're like they yeah. might be a full hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, I guess that's true because they don't like. I remember that. I'm yeah, that's cool. No commercials, like a straight yeah. up hour. It's right. great. Yeah, it's, and yeah. it's like and it's like what 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 I'm amazed with, and I have no idea what the budgets are for these, but like it it's all the effects sell yeah. to the point where like when the sh when because that first spoil, shot people haven't seen anything, but like. There is some shit that happens in this, and it is—I mean, it's a Garth Ennis property. So yeah, if you are familiar with Garth Ennis at all, it is super violent and super graphic and super sexual, and like—but all of them done for obviously a commentary on all of those things. So, very, very well done, Kevin. What you been watching? Uh, funny you bring up the Umbrella Academy because I started season two. Uh, I really enjoyed season one, and season two released earlier last weekend, I think. Uh, we're about halfway through with the, the season so far, and I really like it. I'm enjoying it. If you like season one, it's a lot more of that. I think we're going to get a little bit more answers than we did in season one. I don't know. The story's cool. Are they going to save? Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give any more than that, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun, but you Very have cool. to like the first season cause it's similar. So you probably will hate it. Well, I, I just couldn't get into the first episode. I mean, it's it's just not a show for me. I'm not saying it's a bad show. It just didn't speak to me, unfortunately. Uh, so there is that. Uh, I watched a, sh a documentary. I've been watching a couple of documentaries that I want to talk to you guys about. Joe, I think both of these would be right up your alley. And if you have HBO one and or is one that I already watched this weekend. Did you? Which one? Uh, I'll I'll be gone in the dark. Oh wait, no, I haven't watched that. Okay, what is, you go first, and I'll talk about this. Okay, you go first. I watched two documentaries. One's called The Go-Go's, which is a doc What's I think that? it's an older documentary on on Showtime that D just randomly came across about the band The Go-Go's. We got the beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. And it chronicles how they all came together to form a punk band and then slowly but surely became a pop band. And then all of the trials and tribulations, like with them blowing up and like 
drugs and sex and crazy partying and addiction and egos and i mean it's it is literally the classic tale of a band that achieves success and then just implodes uh it reminds me a lot of the of the eagles documentary and it is wonderfully done it has interviews with all the original go-go's including belinda carlisle who went on to have a very big solo career yeah um and it's it's awesome obviously it's just the go-go so like you forget how many great fun pop songs they did um but it's cool to see the iteration of them one of the one of my favorite parts is when they um they talk very open about their drug use and about the partying about who they are and there's a part where the they uh, they have to get a new bass guitarist <clears throat> And they bring in this uh, this uh, guitarist who she's like she's like they asked her like do you have do you play bass she's like yeah of course I play bass like all of them lie they were like yeah of course I play drums of course I play this and yeah. none of them know how to do it because they just want to be they just want to be in a band they don't give a fuck mm-hmm. and so she's like yeah um, I had to learn how to play bass and all the songs in two days now granted if you're a lead guitarist it's it's a lot easier to go up to bass yeah but she was like let's just say there's no way I could do that without cocaine. <laughs> just, and then it cuts to the other, the other. Uh, I forget her name, Jane, uh, Jane uh, Wide, Wideman or Wideman, Wideland. Yeah. Anyway, she was like, "Yeah, I came in." She was like, "I was, I had never seen people using cocaine before, and she had been two days straight of a coke binge." And then it cuts back oh to gosh. the guitar. She's like, "I learned all those fucking songs. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's really well done." Um, and then the other one I watched, Joe, uh, which I think is an HBO documentary that just dropped, is called "Very Ralph," and it's about Very Ralph Lauren. Oh, really, really, really well done. And it's not, you know, there's no like shocker. There's no point in Ralph Lauren's history where it was like, oh, and then he killed someone. And had to go to-. It's just a look at Ralph Lauren from like growing up in, you know, uh, in the streets of New York and, and just loving fashion and then and then starting off selling ties to Bloomingdale's and then flash forward 40 years has a multi-billion dollar empire that went public. It's very, very cool. Very beautifully done. Do they talk about the Friends episode where he's on it? He gets in the no. elevator? They didn't talk about that. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's funny. That is that is a huge missed <laughs> opportunity. I felt like that was that was a big like that was him a big deal. Friends, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, no. One of the things they really they talk about a lot though that I thought was incredibly endearing was that he's been uh, with his wife for like four decades, and she he's very open Gosh. about how he was like she is my muse. Every time I see her do anything, she's so effervescent and so graceful and so wonderful that inspires him to just design more and you look at her pictures of her from when she's young and like a lot of her cues and, and just the stuff that she wore is stuff mm-hmm. that he's like i want to make that for people it's really really cool and like he's a family really cool. man and like it seems like his kids actually like him which is nice as opposed to some other like Shocking. super high profile celebrity kids who are just like yeah i like my dad you're like you don't fucking like your dad but anyway that yeah, was cool uh yeah. what else you guys been watching <laughs> Um, so yeah, I watched All Be Gone in the Dark. All Be Gone in the Shadows? All Be Gone in the Dark? Man. I always get, I get it confused. I'll Be Gone in the Dark. There we go. Um, which is an HBO documentary series. I think it's like six episodes. Oh, um, this is the Pat Oswald, uh, Pat yeah. Oswald's wife, Michelle, uh, what is McNamara. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, so it's such an interesting documentary in terms of like all the true crime stuff that I watch because it melds the story of her writing this book about the golden state killer and like eventually how like all of this stuff indirectly but obviously influences the actual investigation um and like leads to them actually capturing the golden state killer but there's so much humanity put in it because it is like a love letter to michelle's life because she passed away two months before they ended up arresting him um so uh 
it's just this love letter from all of her friends, her the contributors to her, contributors to her book, and like the search for this killer. It's the the mix between the two of interviewing these women who've experienced this like collective horrific event, um, and then talking about Michelle and her life is it's it's beautiful. Like it's so good. Okay, um, I'll have to watch that. I I did yeah. have that earmarked uh, to watch, and it kind of slipped by. So. Good, and good it's night. heartbreaking too to like hear Pat Oswalt talk about like all of this because you can tell like this was the love of his life and um but he's how... been since remarried right I'm, I'm not honest. remarried really really like really, within really, a year like, of yeah. Michelle dying That's um interesting which is I don't it's so interesting too because I feel like not to like disparage whatever relationship he has with his wife now but I think it was like in order to get out of like the depths of that, he needed somebody else and like, couldn't maybe do it on his own. I don't know. That's fair. And I think he also too, like his new wife sounds incredible and amazing as well. But I think he was also like mourning the loss of like a mother for his daughter and stuff like that. And um, a lot of different things, but it's really, really good. And I think it's, I don't know the humanity of it. And like the juxtaposition of like Michelle's life story and this like, the search for this killer is a lot more it's heavy, but it's easier to watch than like some of the other stuff that we want <laughs> other true crime stuff where it's all just like heavy, 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 heavy. Speaking, um, of, yeah, speaking of that, Kevin's got the Jeffrey Epstein document. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that. Up. Oh, that is horrible. That is- I got, I got 30 minutes into the first episode and I was like, I can't watch this. Oh, really? Oh. No, it's, I mean, it's really, it's not because of the yeah, quality. No, it's, it's super really well, done. well done. Yeah. It's just the, the, the beginning of it. I'm like, this is like. It never gets better, Nick. It it's conti- terrible. It continues to slide down this like horrible road where it's like, it, it just keeps getting worse. Okay. Like, I want to say episode, oh. it's probably four episodes and like episode two they um they like are like basically catching him in like the early aughts right and yeah then he just and like there's an fbi investigation and all these people it's so much information that like i didn't i wasn't aware had ever happened but so you're like oh okay that's weird because it sounds like they're gonna catch him in like 2006 and then all of a sudden he gets out of it all and, like, the FD- FBI dropped the charges, and they, like, charge him on, like, two minor things, and he gets, like, a year and a half with, right. like, time off. And it's just one of those things where it's, like, God, like, clearly there's a bunch of, like, background, like, handshakes being done. That, oh, like, he's got – that's what happens when you have friends in very, very high places yeah. and or people you have blackmail material on in very, very high places. Yeah, and it's just one of those things It's like, it's terrifying – the way like it very much at the end you're like huh real convenient that he died you know but yeah they make a case yeah. for it either way like they kind of they're like hey this prison was known to have like a lot of shit happen and the you know the camera in front of his room was broken but it had been broken for like six months so it's it's kind of like they're 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 not leading to anything but it is like wow that this is all crazy that this all happened and that like it got to the level that it did and so many people just kind of were ignoring the fact like they, they have his staff from like the the island that he owned where he would take uh you know uh, like the young, underage people uh, yeah. yeah girls and 
um, you know, one, they have, they're interviewing one of the girls, and she's like, yeah, we used to call it Orgy Island, because that's what it was to me, and it's just like, oh, that's horrifying, this 16-year-old girl that would be flo- flown, like, to the Bahamas on a weekly basis, and um, it's, it's really powerful stuff, I mean, it's, it's a hard watch, but it's also, like, the reality of, like, this world had existed for 20-some-odd years that we weren't aware of longer than that is really crazy and uh yeah hopefully uh whatever circles getting like he was involved in get like more attention drawn to them we'll see i mean they did they had obviously they just uh as of like two weeks ago they they finally caught um jelaine i think is how you say her name jelaine maxwell it's it's actually gillette i think it's like a really cool name she's a fucking monster though yeah she's crazy so they they caught her and apparently she's like i got tape of all this shit so I wonder. We'll, we'll we'll see how we'll see if they can keep her alive. We'll just put it that way. I would not be surprised if there was a, a malfunctioning camera outside of her cell as well, because she's got a lot of shit on the a lot of high power people. That would bring though. It's interesting the way they talk about like the the people that they interview. They're very strategic about like, uh, yeah, I saw Bill Clinton, but like, I didn't see anyone else that weekend. And it's like, okay, that's yep, yeah. Yeah, Clinton's uh, Clinton seems to be a name that keeps popping up, and obviously he's got like pictures of Clinton, like in in the foyer of the house that that a lot of the stuff went down yeah. as well. And it's like, oh yeah. god, this is just terrible. And then also Donald Trump is someone who like they have pictures of him hanging out in that oh, island. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Take them well, all down though. Yeah, it's true. That would be amazing, but that's not reality, unfortunately. The other one, um, like, sorry, just one more all. thing. Just it's crazy, is what Prince Albert, right? It's the name of the the prince that was hanging, like his friend for a Andrew, while. I think. Oh, Andrew, I think you're Andrew right. Was the one, yeah. Prince yeah, Albert and, is when you put a little thing in your piece of Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, like that's a crazy one where there's people like implicating him and stuff, and like the girl that is being implicated also is like, oh no, yeah, yeah, they like took me to his house and they were like, you're gonna do the things that you do for Epstein for him. And it's just like at the time she was 16, which is legal in the UK, but she, which is not legal in the United States. So right. transporting them across nations is that that's, that's a, a really that's a game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fucking it's just nuts. wild. And there's also like there's also uh, conspiracy theories that he was tied to the CIA, right? Like I say, he might have been an operative and like getting high level crap on like dignitaries and stuff like that. They they didn't. Uh, they don't talk about that they don't at talk all. Talk about that. That might just be a conspiracy yeah. theory. But Who the it, hell knows? But it's a hard watch and it is a fucked up subject. But it I think it's worth watching. So you know. There you go. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked a lot about what we've been watching. So let's segue over to the Nicholas. Two weeks ago, we decided to put a couple fun movies. Last week, actually, I think. I think we're actually current, right? Were we here last yeah, week? I, think, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we decided to put two movies on the Nicholas because three is getting a little untenable. Uh, and I'm glad we did because I, I actually enjoyed watching both of these movies in their own right. The first one was Old Guard and the next one was You Should Have Left. Let's kick it off with Old Guard. What did you guys think? I thought it was fine. I thought it was a, like a 6 out of 10 movie. Uh, I felt like the action, with the exception of one scene, which I thought was really cool, the action looked fine. The effects didn't look great. Like, anytime they got shot, it was like the CG blood on them. And mm-hmm. I always think that looks absolutely terrible. Instead of a real squib, like yeah. a real actual practical effect, yeah. Right, right, right. And then uh, the, the one scene that like I thought the action was really cool is when um, they go to attack the Charlize Theron in the uh, church 
Yeah. And she takes everyone down, and it's, it's like, oh, this is why she's like a legendary, you know. Warrior, badass. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but. Joe, just, what'd you think? Oh, sorry. I couldn't, no, I was just going to say, overall, the story was like, oh, this is a very basic story. They had a cool element with the the girl that was missing, or that got like thrown in an iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the other immortal, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Terrifying. Yeah, but also terrifying. I know. Just think that's. <laughs> out of the entire movie that's the thing i've thought about the most since watching it it's like oh my god that would just if you're immortal but you get thrown in this and you're just constant you just feel like you're drowning forever ever yeah it's ty- terrifying that i that, that see, i think worst it, well the fact I also they're all are... connected and they can feel each other in the dream every once in a while yeah Ugh. it's terrifying uh yeah, i'd be like where are event. you I was pretty like meh about this, but I knew kind of going into it that like this isn't really gonna be a Joey movie, so I was kind of expecting it. Um, I like Charlize Theron. I do think it's interesting that she's pivoted to like all of these action roles with like this and Atomic Blonde and Mad Max. I'm like, oh, this is not the like Charlize Theron that like I normally think of. Right. Um, but it's kind of like a fun different thing. But she's she doesn't really this movie didn't really do a whole lot for me. It, yeah, I, I don't, don't think I don't... it was bad but i didn't really like it i think that it had some interesting elements to it i think obviously it's kind of a take on highlander you know it's an, it's their immortals they've been around forever except now they're actually working together um i like that they introduced a few new elements into the sort of the immortal uh, mythology um and i will say like you know i just to back up for a second i think that this does not belong in the same category as mad max I think she's oh, God, working like yeah. Atomic Blonde, I think, was a graphic novel as well as this. This was a four a four run graphic novel, and I'm sure they're going to do three more of these movies. Um, but Mad Max is a different beast altogether. I think, in my totally. opinion, that's a very elevated piece of filmmaking uh, from from George Miller. And uh, I just meant in the roles that, that she like the yeah, action well, type yeah, roles. It's interesting because she's doing a lot of roles. Yeah. And and I read an article that said she's done two movies a year basically from since like from the last like ten years. She's just taking a lot of roles, and I didn't dislike her in this but i felt the movie the biggest flaw with this movie for me uh, was aside from being a skosh under budget which i think they could have used to kevin's point like about you know 10 more million dollars for the effects the biggest flaw i have with this is that it's supposed to be a young adult movie like the whole tone of it is like you're watching a hunger games movie but you're watching charlize theron who is not she is a very serious actor who's not at all a young adult you know so like the music cues in this alone i was like this is so contradictory to the tone they're going for here that it just feels like someone was like, no, we should angle this more toward like 15 year olds. And then the producer's like, yeah, but it's hyper violent and it's at least their own. We should make it more like, like Mad Max Fury road. And then they sort of met in the middle and it just doesn't really work. Um, yeah. Not to say it wasn't a, a decently entertaining enough way to spend a couple hours, but it definitely, in my opinion, suffers from being sort of like a Netflix original style movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would put it in the uh, I'd put it in the good bad category. If you need a stupid movie to watch on a Sunday afternoon, this is fine. This will fit that bill. What do you guys yeah. think? I totally I don't think second. it's bad bad, so I would agree. It's competent. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's a popcorny flip. Cool. Next up we have uh the Kevin Bacon Amanda Seyfried. How do you say her last name? Seyfried. 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 Yeah. Seyfried. Uh classic You Should Have Left, which is a very 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 simple straightforward movie that at first I thought I wasn't going to like. Uh what did you guys think about this? Real quick, this is the first time this has happened, but I actually chose not to watch it just because I had accidentally seen. I was watching some videos on YouTube, and there was like a spoiler thing that just auto played, and it like broke down the whole story and everything. And with that, I was just like, eh, eh, I'm not interested in this movie. So, okay. Yeah. 
I will. You guys, we only need two votes. I felt That's standing true. out on this one with with everything mm. else that I watched. Oh shit! I forgot. I watched one more thing. It was the last drag or the last yeah. dance. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We've moved on. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what did you think of You Should Have Left? So this is like a classic Joey genre movie of yeah. like he's like it's not horror, but it's just more thrillery. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was like particularly innovative or like I don't know. I feel like you can kind of you can't telegraph the entire movie, but like right. You, it, it's it's not shy about what the ending is, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, like, I actually kind of liked the dynamic of, like, at first I was the like, family. I'm going to say free and bacon. I was like, what the fuck? Nobody buy, buys this. But, like, they have an interesting dynamic and stuff like that. I, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's like, oh, my gosh, you need to go watch this. Um. I I will agree with you. I think the interesting parts of the film for me were the family dynamic, and I think yeah. that the the history behind why he is who he is, and how this is his second marriage, and the the and the kid I thought uh, was a lot more fun or a lot more interesting, I should say, than the yeah. actual supernatural elements that are happening in this film that I, that come off really cookie cutter and are not scary at all. Um, no. It's supposed to come off as sort of a psychological thriller slash horror, but in reality, it just ends up being sort of you know, an hour and a half, it's only an hour and 33 minutes. It's like an hour and a half of just watching Kevin Bacon act, which is not a bad way to spend an hour and a half. Cause he's a phenomenal yeah. actor. Um, and Amanda Seyfried is a phenomenal actor as well. And the kid they got, was great. I mean, there's only like three, like five people in this entire movie. Um, yeah. but, and the concept for it, I think is a lot deeper than most genre films that yeah, they would see in this. I think it has some, some meta-ness to it, um, yeah. which is why I actually enjoyed it and didn't after about five minutes, I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm actually, okay, there's a deeper story here and I think that it's going to play out thematically toward the end and it did and it yeah. felt fulfilling and it also has the the decency to not be two and a half hours long, which is I know. If this was two so and a half nice. hours long, it would. I feel like it would be in the bad, bad category. Yeah. But because they just keep it pretty tight, I feel like it's the good, bad category. I would put it in good, bad as well. I think I think it's elevated by its cast. I think everyone, yeah. all the, the three leads do a really great job uh, in this. And I think they elevate the material for sure. Uh, a material that would otherwise be sort of bland and cookie cutter. And, you know, the moments where like, you know, no disrespect to Bloomhouse productions, but man, they got this shit on a fucking conveyor belt and they're just like, bang, 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 just bang them out. Who we got this time? Kevin. Ba it's like, it's almost like an yeah. old school studio uh, mentality where it's like, who do we got? Kevin Bacon. He's free. Plug him into this. He's not good for that. Who cares? It doesn't matter. We're making it anyway. It won't matter. Bloomhouse is so interesting to me as a, production house studio i don't know what you really want to call them um because they have a lot of hits and they have a lot of misses but they just seem like they don't like they just they know who their audience is and they know that a lot of these people are just going to continue to uh come out and see them that's very true uh ladies and they gentlemen have, like happy Death day is one of theirs which is so good but then they oh have, yeah and again i don't think this movie out is bad no i know but it's just I, they just are trying to. It, it's interesting to watch a studio who is sort of like obviously they're trying to make the best movie possible, but it yeah. seems like their methodology is sort of shotgun. like shotgun. Like the I don't want to say the old school canon films methodology, but it's like we're just gonna yeah. make a shitload of them, and some of them are gonna turn out okay, and some of them aren't. But the ones that do that ones that hit will fund the next slate of the next year. And like a Happy Death Day, obviously is you know it's the same similar to this where it's like you watch it, like there's not much in it, and then it's done. You're like cool. 
thank you for not being fucking 90 hours long and trying to really go into the backstory of her relationship with her mother, which they kind of do. But what, but you know, those movies are great. I'm not familiar with a ton of other Bloomhouse movies. I just know that every single time I see the logo, I'm like, this is going to be sort of the same level of quality. And uh, I've never been really blown away. Like they, they, they do all the purge ones, which I like. Yeah. They also produced get out and yeah. Uh, what was the other one Insidious. that I did they do? Did they, did they produce us? This is us or us? Um, the, no, 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 it doesn't look like it. Well, actually, um, no. Oh, they also that did was... Maw, which was a terrible movie, in my opinion. No, that was the one with uh with Octavia Spencer, yeah. right? Yeah, where she just did... keeps people captive, and yeah, it was a weird one. The gift yeah. and the visit, which I I love the visit. Liked. Yeah. Did they do Witch? It doesn't matter. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we asked you to write in some of your suggestions for next week's Nick list, and y'all came out in spades. Idle Noman said, uh, hey, you got to check out Brave New World on Peacock. Absolutely fantastic story from start to end. Great setup for a great second season, or for a second season. Uh, Brian Smith says, my submission for... What's up? I said I love the book, so I'm interested to see how they turn it into a series. What was that about? Uh, it's like very dystopian. It's very like, Is it based off of all this... Huxley book, yeah. Like Brave New World. Oh, interesting. Because I remember watching a trailer for that recently and being like, "Ah, oh, I, I want to check this out." There's another show that popped up on um, on IMDb. I saw a random trailer for it that I was like, "This looks fucking crazy." It's called Raised by Wolves, I think, it's or something like that. Too. It's a Ridley Scott sci-fi like dystopian environment where these kids are being raised by AI because all of humanity has just been destroyed. And it's basically like the, the, um, which one call it? What's the, what's the kid's tale? Three little pigs. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Huff and puff, yeah. blow your house down. It's kind of based yeah. off of that. So like some inter- an interloper, an outsider comes in to destroy their environment. And then it turns out that like all sorts of crazy shit's happening. It looks amazing. Anyway, excited for that one. Uh, Brian Smith says my submission for Nicholas is fast color, a really visually cool movie about three generations of women Hiding their superpowers from the rest of the world. I remember when this came out a while ago. Couldn't get anyone to go watch it. There you go. Uh, Lee Polero suggests, he said, hey, just a PSA that the Harlequin show is now available on HBO Max. I can't recommend this show enough. Hopefully this means that the DC Universe will just be absorbed by HBO Max and all the shows will be on there. Man, I hope so, too. Uh, That did pop up and I actually put that on my list. So maybe I'll start watching that as well. I might start watching that as well. Uh, what do we want to watch next week, guys? You want to pick a movie for next week and see what we want to do? I'm down to watch that uh, Poison Ivy show that he just talked about. Sorry. Oh, the Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn show? I don't know if yeah. I can watch an Poison entire Ivy. season of show, but we can, we but can, we can start watch it a couple episodes. Right. Sure. Let's say, let's yeah. try to watch three episodes. Sure. That sounds great. We're going to do I'm that down. for next week. All right, cool. I'm actually really excited about this. Greg has been saying that it's fantastic, but also well, he really yeah. liked Old Guard, so we'll see. <laughs> Well, he also plays video games and cooks while he does all this stuff. So you got to take yeah. him with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Well, guys, thanks for joining me. That's going to be it for this show. Remember, if you're watching this and you want to support this show, you can subscribe to our channel if you haven't already and hit that notification button so we you get this show every single Thursday that we do it. Um, and, of course, if you want to get out a little bit extra – and put some money behind your mouth. Uh, you guys can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny back as at the one dollar tier. Five dollars gets you the ability to write into the show and suggest future things for uh for the Nick list, um, as well as write into other shows that we do here on Kind of Funny. Joey and Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday. Until then, we'll see you online.